Hello, I'm Pastor Nathan from River Rock Church in Belle Plaine, Minnesota, and in this installment of Walking Our Way Through the Bible, we come to Acts chapter 6. So let's read the chapter, starting in verse 1. In those days, as the disciples were increasing in number, there arose a complaint by the Hellenistic Jews against the Hebraic Jews that their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution. The twelve summoned the whole company of the disciples and said, It would not be right for us to give up preaching the word of God to wait on tables. Brothers and sisters, select from among you seven men of good reputation, full of spirit and wisdom, whom we can appoint to this duty. But they will devote themselves to prayer, but we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. This proposal pleased the whole community. So they chose Stephen, a man full of faith in the Holy Spirit, and Philip, Prochorius, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas, a convert from Antioch. They had them stand before the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. So the word of God spread. The disciples in Jerusalem increased greatly in number, and a large group of priests became obedient to the faith. Now Stephen, a, a full of grace and power, was performing great wonders and signs among the people. Opposition rose, however, from the some of the members of the Freedmen's Synagogue, composed of both Syrians and Alexandrians, and some from Sicily, or Sicilia and Asia, and they were began to argue with Stephen. But they were unable to stand up against his wisdom and the spirit by whom he was speaking. Then they secretly persuaded some men to say, We heard him speaking blasphemous words against Moses and God. They stirred up the people, the elders, and the scribes, so that they came, seized him, and took him to the Sanhedrin. They also presented false witnesses who said, This man never stops speaking against this holy place in the law. For we heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and change the customs that Moses handed down to us. And all who were sitting in the Sanhedrin looked intently at him and saw that his face was like the face of an angel. Now, what we see in Acts chapter 6 is that as the church continues to grow, and as people from different cultures and different places are joined into the church, the church grows as well um, in the way that it functions and in its structure. I've heard many people say, well, why can't we just operate as the Acts chapter 2 church? Why can't we operate as the, the Acts chapter 3 church or whatever? Well, we'll notice that the Acts chapter 6 church is not the same as the Acts chapter 2 church. We see it in chapters 1 through 4, this almost utopian community where people are just willingly selling their property, selling their land, distrib distributing to the poor. Well, when we see in Acts chapter 6 that while that may have worked in a very small community or relatively small community, as the group grew larger and larger, there became arguments and confusion on whether or not everybody was actually getting what they needed, whether the resources were being distributed appropriately. And so the apostles speak to the people, and as they're led by the Holy Spirit, they say, you know, our main responsibility is going to be prayer and ministry of the Word. And then they say, God has blessed other people with other gifts and abilities, and so we're going to appoint some people whose main responsibility is going to be caring for the people, the people's needs. And so they appoint these people. And, and you start seeing the first semblances of the structure that we see in many denominations today, where you have the apostles, they appoint other people who are going to go and basically serve as deacons. Um, and they go and they care for the ministry of the people, right? That they're given specific ministries. Uh, and sometimes we look at modern denominations or we look at church and we just think, why can't it be more simple? Why can't it be just people being led by the Holy Spirit and doing whatever God calls them to do? 
And that's one of the nice things about Acts is that it shows that while we're empowered by the Holy Spirit and all credit and honor and glory goes to him, the reality is that he's also given us minds, he's given us logic, and he's given us the resources to make sure that things are structured properly so that people don't get overlooked or that ulterior agendas don't infest the Christian community and corrupt the gospel or corrupt corrupt the ministries that the church is trying to do. And so we see that here. And then we see that Stephen is listed, the first in this list is the people who was appointed to do this deacon ministry for the community. And it's pretty fascinating because right after they do this list, then it, it goes into a story about him boldly sharing the gospel, boldly preparing, performing wonders and signs among the people. And then it re- results in him being arrested and falsely accused by people. Now, Acts chapter 7 is going to pick up at the rest of that trial. Um, but it's, it's a really fascinating chapter because we get to see how the church develops and grows and develops strategies and structures and how that's a good thing. That's a God-appointed thing. Um, and so if we ever get frustrated or a little bit jaded with the structure and the different roles in the church, uh, just be reminded that that's what we see in Scripture. That's what's biblical. And often it's a necessity for us to make sure that we're faithfully spreading the gospel, we're faithfully loving people, and that the resources that people sacrifice to the church out of their the hours and the time that they've spent working are appropriately distributed. I hope that this has helped you as you read Acts chapter 6 and as you look into the rest of the Bible. And I pray that in all, get, in all things, God's name will be glorified and his will be done.